Welcome back. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, it's been a minute since I've been able to podcast last. Um, sorry about the delay. A lot of stuff going on in Lakerland, and I got a lot to talk about. Um, right now, we are currently going into the All Star break. We are past the midpoint of the season. The majority of the season is behind us. Um, we should and do have a pretty good idea of what kind of team we have, where we're sitting, where we're at, and what our chances are going forward. And that's what we're what we're going to talk about here. Um, now, to do a little bit of a of a recap. I mean, the season has been getting better. Um, we have been doing well. I thought we have been improving before the Grammy trip. Um, we won three in a row, three, three in a row, turned into Elmer Fudd for a second. We run, we won three in a row, sharing the ball, playing team ball. Kobe basically became Steve Nash. Um, he was distributing, it energized the team and energized the, the players. Everybody, everybody got confidence. Everybody knew they were going to be getting the ball. Um, things were looking really well. Uh, Steve Nash wasn't really doing a whole lot, so we're not sure how that was going to work, but it was working. We were getting wins. Then we came on and started the, the Grammy trip and, uh, dropped that first game in Phoenix, which was a huge bummer and a huge letdown. We were up big in that game. Let them come back. Just let it, let it get away. It was just an energy and consistency, consistency issue. You know, we just couldn't, couldn't hang on and it's happened so many times over the course of the year where we either get big leads and then we lose them or we do the opposite and we allow ourselves to get in a huge hole and then we have to fight and claw our way back. And a few times we've actually clawed our way back to win the game. We've done it twice against Charlotte, but more often than not, we, we don't. We can't get it get it back. Um, you know, it happened just, just last night in, in L.A. against the Clippers. We got ourselves in a huge hole, clawed our way back, couldn't finish, couldn't uh, couldn't take it all the way, you know. So it's it's frustrating. It's frustrating at best. I know for Laker fans, and I know I know everybody's getting real frustrated, um, getting a little anxious. Uh, playoffs are getting closer and closer. We're still not in the playoffs right now. We're um, one one place out. I think we were tied with with Portland for the ninth spot going into the Clipper game before we lost it. Um, so. But things things were getting better. I thought the defense had been improving. You know, our transition defense has has improved. The guards are actually getting back now, which they're supposed to do, which was nice. Um, things are looking looking good. Uh, Dwight's Dwight's injury. You know, Dwight uh, basically tore his labrum in his shoulder. Um, happened a few weeks back. Uh, he went out. And then he came back. He was able to play, and then he got hit again, and then he went out again. It's it's a it's a drag. I mean, yeah, it it's a legit injury, okay. Um, but there's a lot of being said right now, a lot of talk going on about Dwight's uh, ability or desire to play through the pain. And um, you know, there was an issue in the media where they asked Kobe about it, and Kobe was was not trying to throw him under the bus or anything, but basically said he, he it's not an issue of him playing through pain. It's just simple a simple question of, of experience because he hasn't had the experience of having to play through that many injuries in his career. So it's a certain thing you have to like learn about your body, um, which is the point he was trying to make. It, ca- it came across as a little elitist, and it came across as like him saying, you know, yeah, he's got to play through it. He just hadn't, hasn't learned that how to do that yet because he's a little child. And he needs to grow up and, and play through it, um, which is how everybody took it. And, of course, Dwight took it that way. And then so Dwight fires back with, I didn't know Kobe was a doctor. And I didn't, you know, and it's this whole, like, criticizing each other through the media thing is getting getting out of hand. And is it, I mean, is it all the players' fault? No. Is it partly the media? Sure. Is it all the media's fault? No. Um, I mean, the media's there to do a job. They're going to ask questions after every game. And, you know, you got to answer them. And it's, it's, 
it became an issue. I mean, Dwight's dad came out to defend Dwight Howard and said that the coach is not really controlling the locker room and he should never let Kobe talk about his son that way and this and that and blah, 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 blah. I mean, my goodness, people. I mean, yeah, should should the players, Kobe especially, be criticizing each other through the media? No. It, it doesn't it doesn't help. You know, Kobe's just being honest. He's trying he's trying not to judge Dwight and trying to look at it from his perspective, you know, about dealing with injury. And this is kind of what I've learned to do with my body. But Kobe doesn't have I mean, he he's he has he has a good sense like of, of the media and how to use his media cliches and when to use them. But sometimes he's just trying to be honest and just talking it it comes across in a way where he is could be construct construed as talking down to other people. Um and that happens and that's that's not gonna change. I mean that's Kobe, you know? That's the way he is. And so if you want him to be honest then that's that's gonna happen sometimes. Um, and that's what happened and it kind of created a little bit of a riff, but things have kind of calmed down since then. And I, th- I think what happened is the coach D'Antoni, after being scolded in the media by Dwight Howard's dad, actually did come up and say, all right, you guys, you got to shut up, quit taking shots at each other in the media, quit, just, you know, let's do it, do it in house, communicate with each other. And that's what they've been doing for the past few games. Um, I think it's been helping because there hasn't been enough stuff like, you know, anytime somebody says something and somebody gives an answer, then all the reporters run to the other person. Did you hear what Kobe said? Kobe said this about you. Kobe said this about you. What do you think? And then there's a mic in your face and you got to respond to it. And it, there's almost no good way to do that unless say, hey, I wasn't there. I don't know. I'm sure if he has something to say to me, we'll communicate that to each other privately and not try to have conversations with each other through the media. You know, and that was something a lot of all the players were would get frustrated at under Phil Jackson because Phil was uh, he would do that constantly. Phil would criticize his players, not to their faces, not in a meeting, but through the media, and um, it, it rubbed some guys the wrong way. I know Lamar had a problem with that a lot of, a lot of times. It got frustrating for him. You know, Kobe learned how to deal with it over time, but it's if you're not used to it uh, and you take things personally, it's it can be difficult to deal with, you know, and, and right now it's difficult to deal with for Dwight, definitely. Um, so anyway, the Dwight's injury with his shoulder, it's the, the, the problem, the problem with the injury. Yes, it's, it's hurts and is, he's in pain. He's playing in pain. Definitely. No, no question. But the, the problem is that it's an injury that can get re-aggravated by not by, um, just by regular basketball play. Like when, when Dwight gets blocked, if he gets fouled with his arms low, when he's, he gets the ball in the post, his arms are low. He doesn't have the ball up high. His arms are low and somebody comes and, and fouls him on the arm. That could can potentially re-aggravate his injury and take him out of the game. Even more so, one step farther, you don't even have to hit. You don't even have to foul him. The last time that he re-aggravated and it took him out of the game and he missed the next three games after that, he wasn't even fouled. It was a block. Somebody was was slapping at the ball, hit the ball when he was holding it in his hands, low to his body. That re-aggravated his shoulder and and took him out of the game. So that's the reality. You think every team in the league doesn't see that and go, bingo. We can take Dwight out of this game with within the construct of the game, within the rules of the game. You don't have to be dirty. You don't have to be a dirty player. If you just be real aggressive with Dwight, every time he gets to the ball, which people were doing anyway, even before he had the energy, that was the game plan of everybody else against Dwight Howard. Be super aggressive. As soon as he gets the ball, foul him because he can't make free throws and he's a strip monster. You can strip him easily because he catches the ball so low. He doesn't catch it up high where people can't strip it. He catches it low and then tries to go up. Every time he catches the ball, strip it or foul him. And that was the case. And, And almost every single time he gets the ball in the post, he either gets stripped or he gets fouled and then doesn't make the free throws. So it's it's not that difficult for every for the rest of the league to figure out, okay, that's how we can deal with Dwight Howard, you know, and kind of eliminate that threat. You know, and now he's got the injury on top of that. So in using that same sort of mentality and strategy against dealing with Dwight Howard, you could actually get the bene- the added benefit of getting him taken out of the game. I mean, who's not going to go for that? 
every single team is going to do that. It's a weakness. It's a full-on weakness because, I mean, one, yeah, you can strip the ball. Two, you can foul him and he won't make his free throws. Three, uh, if he gets hit and his shoulder starts to hurt, he'll take himself out of the game. You know, it's it's like win-win for the rest of the league, you know, and it's it's a problem, you know, and now he's now he's playing through the through the injury a little bit more because he's gotten all this media criticism on him, you know, about not playing through the energy and not the the injury and not and not playing hurt and and this and that and the thing with Dwight and and Kobe said this a couple weeks ago and it's, I think he nailed it right on the head. He said Dwight worries too much about what other people think of him, and and that is one hundred percent. Correct. I mean, right now it's kind of helping the Lakers because he's so afraid of, of, of the media and everybody thinking of him as as a wimp or as weak as a crybaby. He got that label coming out of Orlando. He whined his way out of Orlando, and now he's getting the criticism that he's whining about an injury and can't play through it. So he's playing through it not because he thinks he should and because he thinks that he has that responsibility to his team or he has that inner drive to win. No, 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 no. It's none of those things. He's playing through the in, the injury because he doesn't want people calling him soft. So it's like it's almost like there I played I played through it. Okay, are you happy? Are you satisfied? So that's the kind of uh, stuff we're dealing with here in uh, in Lakerland. Now to add insult to injury, on top of all this stuff with Dwight's shoulder, and then we lose we lost Powell. Powell got a tear in, in his fascia in his foot. His plantar fascia and the ball of his foot, and and he's out. Minimum six to eight weeks. Uh, he's not getting surgery. He's just doing regular rehab. I'm hoping that this would at least at least relieve the plantar fasciitis that he was dealing with. If it tore through, now his body can actually heal, and that it'll fix that. I'm not sure if that's the case, but I sure hope so. Um, but anyway, Pow is out right now. So, and he was playing really, really well the last few games. He was coming off the bench. He didn't like it, but he was playing like a beast. And it was really, really helping us having him in there. And the first couple games after he went out, it became so obvious to me and hopefully to the rest of the league how extremely valuable Pow is. And all the people saying for two years now that we should trade Pow. Everything that comes up, we need to trade, trade Pow, trade Pow. He's, you know, he's, he's a has been, he's past his prime. You know, he, we can still get stuff for him. No, we. Powell is the last person on the team we need to trade. We desperately need Powell to get anywhere in this this season or next season. You know, Dwight, I'm still not even sure about, but Powell, we definitely, definitely need. And if we can get him back in time for the playoffs, that gives us a slight glimmer of hope. Um. So that's that's where we are. We're in the middle of Grammy trip. We 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 had this. We went to Boston to play the Celtics. All right, let's get up for the Celtics game. Right, the hated Celtics rivals. They didn't show up for the game and they got blown out, blown out by a Rondo-less Celtics team. That and that was just. I mean, it started off well. The game started off well. We were moving the ball. You know, Kobe was distributing. The ball was moving. The ball was finding its energy, as D'Antoni says. You know, it, it, it did, they just weren't making shots. We just weren't making shots. And that happens. You know, it happens. It's the NBA. Sometimes shots just don't fall for you. And, and basketball is such, it's such, the success is such predicated so much on rhythm. Everybody talks about the rhythm of the game. You got to get into a rhythm. A shooter's got to find his rhythm. The team needs to get into rhythm. It's all about rhythm and pace and the ball's got to move we get into a flow boom you start making shots build your confidence you start making more shots and then the opposite can also happen if you don't make shots you start getting in your head crap i didn't make it crap i gotta i gotta make the next one and all that mental stuff that's in your head keeps you from being consistent and keeps you from having the confidence that you need to knock down your open shots the more you miss the more you start thinking about it, which is exactly the problem with Dwight's free throws, by the way. Nothing to do with technique. It's all mental. It's all in his head. Um, and that's what happens. So that's why things tend to snowball. It's like take the, the, the Clippers, for example. When things are working and things are going well, they tend to get better. They tend to keep going well because success begets success and hard work begets success. But when on the Lakers' 
for example, with the Lakers sometimes, and especially lately, when it's not going well, it tends to get worse because mentally you start doubting as things don't don't happen. And especially in, in L.A., you, you think these guys don't feel the pressure of, of the media and of the general expectation? I, I, I guarantee you they feel it. And it's huge to be on – on the team with one of the the best teams ever assembled on paper in terms of of talent and and superstars and to be underachieving this much they are going to go down in history as the worst bust of a team in NBA history if they don't make the playoffs that's a huge amount of pressure to have on your shoulders when you go out and play a game Okay, that's that's and you think Kobe's not aware of that? He is all about history and legacy. He is very much aware of that. But the the thing with Kobe is that he isn't doesn't really succumb to that kind of pressure mentally because Kobe, unlike a lot of the guys on the team, Kobe only has one way of playing. He goes out and plays his absolute hardest every single night. Sometimes the shots don't fall. You know, but he's he still goes out and plays one hundred percent. So there's no he doesn't he doesn't know any other way to play. So those type of things don't affect him as much because he only has one way that he knows how to play. And also he has such a big ego uh, because of his success, because of his talent, but most importantly because of his years and years of hard work. He knows in his mind I've worked harder than you. So I'm going to beat you. I'm better than you because I've worked harder than you. And you can't fake that kind of confidence. You, the only way to get it is to do it, to make sure that you've worked harder than the next guy. And then you will have that confidence in your head. That's, that's what he has. And that's why he's, I want to say, uh, immune almost to that kind of, to the pressure. You know? But most of the other guys on the team are not immune to that pressure. You know, they, they are definitely not immune to it, and especially Dwight Howard. He, he does not, I don't, I don't see him as having the kind of mental, mental toughness that it takes to one, to play, to play under the kind of pressure that, that it takes to play in Los Angeles in this, in this intense media market anyway, to play on a team with, with Kobe Bryant, where, where your best is expected every single game. No matter what, no matter how you're feeling, no matter how you're injured, he's never had that before. He's never had anything close to that before where anybody has demanded that kind of of effort from him. You know, he's he's been in Orlando. He's been the man. He has dictated the effort of the team, you know, and everybody looks up to him. It's much easier for somebody to, to, to step up and and you know, play well because everybody knows that you're the best player. And he came over to L.A. and he kind of wanted – it's not like he didn't know that Kobe was the man here. I mean, he knew, that, he knew that coming in. I mean, that's the reason why he originally wanted to go to Brooklyn instead of here anyway because he wanted to go somewhere where he can be the man. And he knew that he he knew he wouldn't be the man in L.A. And so he didn't want to come here. And then he was traded here without under his uh, – without uh, – against his wishes kind of per se – and he, he smartly said, you know what? I'm going there. There's nothing I can do about it. I need to embrace it. This is a great opportunity for me. It's a great franchise, great history. And this, this could be a really, really great thing for me. And I think he really believed that when he came here. But then the reality of actually being on a team with these guys, being on a team with, with Kobe, who, who works twice as hard as you do, and you think you work hard. And then there's this, this guy who's working twice as hard as you. He's like five times older than you. And he's expecting you to do the same thing. You know, and it's it's difficult for if you're not used to it. You know, and that's what, what Dwight is kind of uh, is dealing with. So I keep, I keep, I'm trying to recap the games and I keep finding myself going back to, to Dwight Howard, Dwight and Kobe. And, but I, I really think, I really believe that that's the, the real crux of the issue right now. That's the the success of the entire team boils down to Dwight and Kobe, I believe, and even more importantly, to Dwight. Uh, but I'll I'll, t- I'll talk about that about why in a little later. So anyway, going back to the Boston game, they started out they started out well, but the problem that the ch- the shots weren't falling. They had no plan B. One, the team didn't have the mental toughness to get through that to get through the shots aren't falling. So what do you do? What do you do when the shots aren't falling? You you work harder and you rebound 
You rebound. Go back to the finals, uh, the 2010 NBA Finals, Lakers-Celtics. Kobe just could not buy a basket. He couldn't get water if he was sitting in a boat with a basketball. He could not make a shot, but he didn't give up. He just rebounded, 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 work, 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 work to try to find a way to help his team to win. That's what you got to do when the shots aren't falling. But the problem is that team-wise, like one, the people don't have that kind of mental attitude on the team. And two, as a team, they have no plan B. Like we're going to do this and we're going to do this with the ball. We're going to get it inside of Dwight and we're going to make our shots. We're going to move the ball, blah, blah, blah. Okay, what happens if the shots don't fall? What, what do we do? What do we do? What happens? They have no idea. You can see it. You can see it. On, they have no clue what to do. There's no plan B. There's no counters in the coach. And that, that's coaching. It's, it's total coaching. There's no plan B. And there's never a plan B. I mean, same thing defensively. You know, there's like one defensive plan with D'Antoni. And, and by the way, that defensive plan is play defense. That's the defensive strategy. Okay? That's the only thing I hear whenever they get him mic'd up or you get a little bit of insight in the huddle. He's always talking about defense. Okay, that's, that's good. That's an improvement. You know, coach is talking about defense, okay? But there's no there's no plan. There's no specificity of instruction. There's no, this needs to happen. We need to run this defensive set. No, it's, we need to play defense, guys. Let's go. We got to play defense, okay? Now, you could give him, the, give him the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, maybe he's much more structured and specific in terms of what they're supposed to do defensively in practice. And maybe he's just referring to that, that they should all already know what they're, what they're supposed to do because they've worked on it in practice, They've worked on their defensive scheme in practice, okay? Yeah, that could be the true, and I would like to think that, but use your brain. You know and I know that's probably not happening, okay? For one, they hardly ever practice. Coach D'Antoni pr- cancels every other practice they have, so it's not like they're really practicing anything, you know? And two, when they practice, what what kind of – who's who's the defensive guru on the on the coaching staff? You know, who's the one that's really giving forth the defensive plan and giving people specific defensive principles to work on? Who's doing it? Is it Coach D'Antoni? No. He's never been a defensive coach. That is not news. Okay? Everybody, including him, knew that coming in. That is not news that he is not a defensive specialist. Okay? What other guy on that on that coaching staff is? You know, who? I'm sure there's guys. Sure, everybody, every coach at the NBA level can teach and coach defense to some level, okay? But are you really good at it? Do you consider it your forte? Is it something you know how to have have success in? No, it's not. So why have not we gotten somebody on that coaching staff who has that? I talked about this the last podcast. Oh my gosh, defense is your is your weakness? Bring in a defensive coach. Kurt Rambis is sitting there in the booth, itching, dying to be back on the bench. To coach somebody. He would love to come in and, and help this team as a defensive coach. That's what he did for Phil Jackson. You think Phil Jackson specifically worked defense all the time? No. Kobe said in an interview they probably worked three defensive sets this entire time he was here. No. Kurt Rambis did it. Kurt Rambis was in charge of the defense under Phil Jackson. Kurt Rambis is, it knows exactly what it takes on the defensive end. Kurt Rambis is somebody who knows what hard work is. He knows what kind of work ethic they need to have. Kurt Rambis is a former Laker. Kurt Rambis is a champion. He's won championships as both a player and a coach. Why they have not, did not, and still will not bring in Kurt Rambis to help out on the coaching staff is beyond me. There's, I, I can't understand it unless it's an ego thing. It's a complete ego thing. Like D'Antoni's like, I don't, I don't need another coach. We know what we're doing. They just have to do what we tell them to do. They need to move the ball. You know, it's it's like it's like in the beginning of the season. Well, what's the problem? Well, when Steve Nash gets back, everything's gonna be fine. Well, what about the energy? Well, you know, when Nash gets here, it'll it'll help so much. What about the lack of defense? Well, when Nash gets here, yeah. Well, you know, Nash is here. Guess what? Oh my gosh, we still have all the same problems. Well, once we move the ball. Well, what about the defense? Well, once we move the ball, and okay. Well, what about the the lack of energy in the? Well, once the ball moves and the ball finds energy, then get shut the hell up. Okay, just shut up. Okay, I'm going to be kind of blunt. Have I lost my faith in Coach uh, Antoni? Yes. Damn right I have. Okay, I don't, I, don't, I don't think he's that good of a coach, personally. I don't. I don't think he has a plan. 
I, I don't. I think he's completely overrated. I think he had a great team back in Phoenix for those few years, and he had Nash in his prime, and they just ran everybody out of the court, ran everybody off the gym. That and that's what happened, and it was great, and he he realized it, and so he kept doing it. You know, but is he is he really a great coach with a, a great scheme? No, he's not. And okay, let's get to the, the the scheme. Okay, the system, as I say that in air quotes. Okay, he's a system guy. He has his system. Okay, here's what's frustrating to me. Okay, he's completely blind to anything outside of his system, right? He he comes in here, he won't play Jordan Hill. Jordan Hill is by far the best guy in the beginning of the season, energy-wise, defensively-wise, defending against the pick-and-roll, working in the post, in the paint, because, you know, Powell's got tendonitis in both of his knees. He's dealing with his plantar fasciitis in his foot. Dwight Howard's coming off back surgery, and his energy is lacking at best. But you have Jordan Hill, who gets in every single time you put him in the game. He makes his own shot. He hustles. He rebounds. And you won't play him. Why don't you play him? He says... Uh, it's not, you know, it's, uh, it's nothing personal. I just, it's a system. It's a system, you know, it's a system thing. He's a good player. I don't, you know, nothing personal. It's a system thing. Okay, it's a system. You're blind to your system, you know, and then you realize, okay, you, you're gonna, he's the only one doing anything for you. Okay, you're going to start playing him more. And so the basketball gods go, oh, you are not worthy of having a player like that if you're not going to appreciate him. We will take him from you. And just like that, Jordan Hill is out for the season with a season-ending injury, you know? It's the same thing he wasn't playing. He didn't play Antoine Jameson for, like, six games. Well, it's a system thing, you know? It's just it's just a system thing. It's nothing personal. Same thing with Powell. He said the exact same thing about Powell. He's like, you know what? Well, how, how are you going to figure out how to play Powell and Andrew together, and Dwight together? Well, it's not that. They're both good players, but it doesn't really work in the system, you know? It's a system thing, so he's got to come off the bench, and, you know, and that's where he's better in the post and the system and this and that. So he puts Powell, a perennial all-star, two-time champion, and benches him and brings him coming off the bench because it's the only way you can figure out how to play him, you know. And 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 then when, when it gets so bad that the players, Kobe and, and Nash specifically, just say, you know what, we just need to play. Screw this system. Let's play how we need to play. And they start pounding it inside into Powell and playing that and playing that game. And, and it starts working. It starts working. And then he gets asked the questions. And D'Antoni says, he, he actually says this to the media. He says, he says well, you know, I'm not, I don't really have a system. You know, I don't, I don't have a system. I just, it's, it's, it's more of a way to play. You got to play the right way. I don't really, it's not really a system thing with me. You know, the ball's just got to move, you know. Really? Really? It's, you're not, you don't have a system do you not remember what you said, why you didn't play Jordan Hill? Well, it's just a system. How come you're not playing Powell and Dwight together? Well, you know, it's just a system. And then all of a sudden now that it's working with outside of your system, oh, well, you're not really a system guy. You know what? Shut up. You, don't, you obviously have no idea what you're talking about. You're the, you're the most overpaid coach probably in the league right now. Okay. Uh, yeah, you've had success before, and, and I think it was more of a factor of, of what you had going, your circumstances. You had good players who could run, and you had Steve Nash, and they made you look real good. Well, now you have to actually coach. You have to actually come in here and coach, and what are you doing? Nothing. You have no idea how to, how to handle this team. No idea how to run these players. When they had success, they ran themselves. When, when Bernie came in and let them run themselves, they had success. When they just ditched your system and started playing themselves the way they think thought they should play, they had success. But you know what? They're going to have roadblocks. They're going to have nights where things aren't happening. And at that time, they need coaching. They need real coaching. Who's going to do that? They need... They <laughs> this took me into a few good men. <laughs> Who's going to do it? You, Weinberg? You want me on that wall. Um... And that's the thing. I don't think I don't think he's the kind of coach to, to be able to do it. You know, he can't he can't hold Kobe down. He can't tell Kobe to dude quit criticizing people in the media until the media goes crazy and and say about him not doing it. And then he'll then then he'll step up and do it. You know, I mean, yeah, of course the the team whines too much, and and Kobe included. They whine too much on the court, complaining about calls all the time. It's been happening all year long. Yes, they complain too much to the refs instead of just playing the game. Well, look at what the coach does. 
He's constantly complaining to the refs about the game. And sure, you could argue, well, you know, that's the coach's job. Coach can't play. All the coach can do is really, you know, complain to the refs and do substitutions. Okay, yeah, kind of. Yeah, but still, you're setting an example for your team. The coach is constantly whining to the refs. Then what do you think the player's going to do? They're going to whine to the refs too because they think they're being slighted. Well, the coach thinks they're being slighted, so they're going to be think being slighted. Look, the refs are doing as good as job as they can. They're only human. They're not going to catch everything. Sometimes you get calls called your way that you don't deserve. You know, you don't complain then, and sometimes you get calls that don't go your way. And yeah, you don't deserve that. Yeah, it's true. Shut up and play the game. Get your butt down the court and play. You know, I mean it, this this. Do we not realize, okay, we need to realize, Laker fans, the entire rest of the world thinks we're a bunch of big baby whiners, okay? We're the rich, we're like the Yankees of basketball. We're incredibly, this rich club that has money falling out of our butt that we can go buy all the best players and then we whine when things don't go our way. And guess what? It's not really that far from the truth. Okay, because that's kind of what's what's happening or what's been happening, you know, and and yeah. Now, is it is that an overall thing for the whole team? No, no. Are there guys on the team that work hard? Yes. Are there guys on the team that work hard every game? Yes, there are. You know, guys lately, guys like like Anton Jameson, Jody Meeks, um, Meta World Peace always comes to play. Always. Every single game. He's he's there. Those guys are energy guys. Every single game. Kobe, obviously, every single game is an energy guy. Always, you know. Steve Nash is, is an energy guy too, but Steve Nash, I think, has – he has had times. He has had games. The Clippers game is the, the latest one where he just doesn't have his legs and he just gets beat. I mean, Chris Paul made him look like a middle schooler out there. I mean, it was It, it was tough. It was tough to watch, you know. Sometimes he just doesn't have a good game. He doesn't have his legs. And there's not much he could do about it. You know, it's a physical limitation of the fact that the dude's 39 years old. You know, it doesn't happen every, every game. But every once in a while, he's going to have that, you know. So so what are we really talking about? If Kobe brings it all the time, if Meta World Peace is bringing it every game, if guys coming off the bench, Anton and Jody are bringing it every game, so, so where is the energy problem happening then? Who has the energy problem? Who, what superstar, young superstar is left on the team? Oh, yeah. Dwight Howard. That's where it comes down to. Like it or not, the, the team does not win or lose by Kobe Bryant. Okay? There have been many times when we have won because of Kobe, and we have not been blown out because of Kobe. But ultimately, the success of this team does not, is not dependent on Kobe. Sadly, the success of this team is dependent on Dwight Howard. He's the young superstar. He's supposedly the future of the franchise. He's the guy that everybody's looking to. He's the young superstar. When he comes out lackadaisical or lacking energy, that's that's when we get blown out. That's when we get blown out right there. When Dwight is a beast, we usually win. There haven't been a whole lot of games that he's been a beast but when he had like the other day he had like what 19 and 18 i mean dude of course we won you know when dwight's scoring 19 points and getting 18 rebounds yeah yeah we're gonna win that game you know we 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 can beat anybody if dwight is on his game if dwight goes out there and dominates you know and and but the problem is he either won't or can't you know, that's, that's, that's the problem. All right. I was going to c- c- continue like recapping the Grammy trip, but you know, whatever. I keep getting off it. So screw it. We lost that game to Boston. That sucked. You know, we lost the Charlotte game. We lost, we started out okay, but again, we didn't have the intensity. You know, these, these are habits. These are habits that the team is creating. Oh, we started off without any intensity and then we you know came back and fought back, you know, and sure. And that, that happened. That happened so many times. The result is kind of based on the team we're playing. Like it happened with Charlotte. We came out. We lacked intensity at the beginning. We got behind. And then they came out and really tra- start, try, started trying and got the energy. And they were able to come back and win the game. That's exactly what happened against the Clippers last night. The only difference is that it was the Clippers and not Charlotte. 
So we started coming back and coming back, and we got ourselves out of the hole. I mean, we, you started off the game in a 15-0 run. I mean, we let them score 15 points out the gate before we could score a single game. I mean, that's like you're just not ready. You're not coming out there with you're, – you're already on, at the all-star break is what that is, you know. You know, and we came back, but we couldn't, we couldn't turn the corner because they're a damn good team. They got so many weapons and they can make shots and they are confident. They're everything that we're trying to be. You know, they work to they work together. You know, they got good players on the team. I mean, they got a lot of rings. Most everybody on the team has rings because they got them with the Lakers, but they still got a lot of rings on the team, you know. Dwight came out in the media and said that, you know, he think the Lakers need to support him more. What? The Lakers need to support him more. Now, is he talking about the front office? Or is he talking about the players? Or both? I don't know. But either way, dude, shut up and play ball. Okay? You know who needs... That's just... It just... That right there, I think, is a microcosm of everything that's wrong with the Lakers right now. And, And when I say the Lakers, I mean with Dwight Howard. That that right there, folks, is the reason that we can't dig ourselves out of this hole. Because Dwight thinks that the Lakers need to support him more. Okay? He wants things handed to him. He wants people to love him. He needs people to love him. But he doesn't realize that here in L.A., where we win championships, where we have 16 banners hanging up there, okay, People don't love you because you're a lovable guy. People don't don't love you for your potential. Potential doesn't mean jack, okay? You got to go out and do it on the floor. If you're not willing to sacrifice for your team, sacrifice your body, play through an injury, I mean, nobody's even talking about it. Kobe's playing through an injury right now. He's got his sprained elbow on his shooting hand. Does he ever complain about it? Do we ever hear about Kobe's sprained elbow? No. But, oh my gosh, every other game, we need, we, Dwight reminds us that he's playing through pain and that, yeah, Dwight's injured. Sure, of course, we know that because we want everybody to know what his excuse is so we don't look bad at it. We don't look down on him, you know? I mean, it's, it's frustrating because I, I see in the games, I see Kobe trying so hard to get the ball to Dwight. You know, and a lot of times it just results in turnovers. And those are Kobe's turnovers. Kobe gets blamed for those turnovers because obviously he was trying to pass the ball and it doesn't get into Dwight because Dwight just stands there in the middle and expects to be fed. You know, move your feet, man. Move. I mean, which is another problem too with the whole the whole offense. I mean, a lot of times Kobe will get the ball on the outside of the key. He'll stop and to survey the defense. So he's not moving, he's not cutting, he's just looking around surveying the defense. And what happens right there on the team? This has happened so more times than I can even count over the years. What happens? That's right. Everybody freezes. The whole team just stands there. So the defense stands there. Nothing happening. Nothing moving. What is he supposed to do? Who is he supposed to pass it to? Move. Cut. Do something. Anything. So the only thing he can do is go one-on-one, run in isolation, and take a contested shot. Oh, Kobe takes too many contested shots, and he runs too much isolation. What the hell is he supposed to do? I mean, seriously, what is he supposed to do? Move. Give him somebody to pass the ball to. And if you don't think he'll pass the ball, if you cut and you get open, then you're just not watching the games. I mean, give me a break. Now, is it all gloom and doom? No, it's not all gloom and doom, okay? We went 4-3 and three on the Grammy trip, okay? So we won four games. Those are away games. Now, before the Grammy trip, you know how many games, away games, we had won all season long? Five. Yeah, exactly. Ridiculous, I know. But is it an improvement? Yeah, it is an improvement, you know? I mean, we couldn't beat Miami, uh, you know, at the end of the tail, the tail end, the same, we lost to Miami the exact same re- way we lost to them the first time. We stayed with them most of the game. Then at the end, they just turned up the defensive intensity, created turn- turnovers, and just killed us on the fast break, killed us in the paint. It, it's no, it's not a secret. It's not rocket science. You know, just really turn up the defense. If a team who really knows how to play defense, teams like Miami, like Oklahoma City, like uh, San Antonio, like the Clippers, it's not that hard to deal with us. 
if you just really amp up the defensive intensity, you will create turnovers. And if you create a turnover with the Lakers, it's as good as done. You just run. Nobody's going to run with you. They're not going to run back. I mean, people have figured us out, people. The whole league has figured us out. And it's not that hard to figure out either. If guys aren't going to run back, then you're going to work your butt off to really create the turnovers. That's that's your motivation, you know? It helps it helps the other team. Us not running back all the time on the defensive end for for our transition defense helps the other team's defense. It gives them energy, motivation, and strategy on how to play better defense against us because we don't run back. So how do we how do we battle that? Do we start running back? No, we don't. We still didn't run back for the Clipper game as as a group, as a team. I mean, it's it's oh my gosh. I mean, we beat Phoenix. Okay, that's cool, nice. I mean, Kobe's trying so hard to distribute. He he, what did he have? Like four points in the game. Four points. It's the lowest point scored he has in a game that he's finished his entire career. His entire career. You know, he scored under 30 for 15 games in a row now. 15 games in a row. Kobe was the scoring leader of the league. The entire league. Over Kevin Durant, over LeBron James, it was Kobe Bryant, the scoring leader. That's what he thought the team needed. Okay, the team needs me to to distribute. All right, that's what I'll do. I'll distribute. He scored under 30 points for the last 15, 16 games in a row. It's the first time he's done that since 2000. Okay? So, Dwight is upset because he's not getting enough touches. He's upset because the game's not, not being played inside out. Because not, he's not getting the ball enough. Shut up and get in there and play. Adjust. Adjust your game. The team, everybody has to adjust. you got to adjust your game. Kobe's putting on his big boy pants. He's adjusting his game. He completely gave up the scoring title and didn't bat an eye about it because he just wants to win. He wants to do anything that he can to win. Does Dwight have that same mentality? Yeah, I don't even have to answer that. You know the answer. You completely know the answer. I mean, crap. Kobe actually has started, he he tends to distribute too much. You need him to distribute the ball. He'll do it too much and not take enough of his own shots. And then he doesn't have a chance to get into get into a rhythm by the end, which is what happened in Phoenix, which is the reason why he only scored four points. He tried to take more shots in the second half, but he wasn't in any kind of offensive rhythm, so his shots weren't falling. He's distributing too much. Oh, my gosh. As a coach, as a teacher, as a coach, that's the kind of student you dream of. You A student where you say, I need you to do this. I need you to make this adjustment. And they do it too much? Yes, that's what you want. Because the majority of the time, they do too little. And you have to tell them over and over and over again the same thing. until And they do it in tiny, tiny increments until they finally get to the point where you needed them to get the first time you said it. That's what they're, that's what they're dealing with with Dwight. You know, it, you... Sorry, it just... Really, it's really frustrating, you know? I mean, and, the, and the, here's the big question about Dwight, you know? Is, is his poor performance, and attitude for that matter, is it a result of his injuries, an effect of his injuries, or is it a reflection of his personality? And I, think, I think that's the million-dollar question. Because if we can answer that question, then that should tell us whether or not we even need to keep this guy. I know he's supposed to be the future of the franchise, right? He's supposed to be the future of the team. He's going to carry on after, after Kobe's gone. Does he have what it takes to do that? Does Dwight Howard have what it takes to lead a team to win by any means necessary? Just to show, to be the example of a selfless player? Is Kobe doing that right now? You tell me. Has Dwight done it at all? You tell me. Do you think, do you think everything's suddenly going to change once Kobe retires? And all of a sudden, then, once Kobe's gone, now Dwight will step into his own and become the leader that we want him to be? Is that going to happen? Sure. In your fantasy, in your fantasy land, in your dreams. But that's not how real life works. He's not going to change. Guys don't change that much. These are not, well, you know, he's still only 20 whatever he is. He still has to grow up. No, he's not going to grow up. Bynum is not going to grow up. Kobe never grew up. You know, Kobe was 
wanted the ball all the time, wanted to shoot all the time. Well, he's just young, you know, he's just young and he'll, he'll mature out of that. Did he mature out of that? No, it's not going to happen, folks. He is what he is. You know, very seldom do, do guys change like that over the course of their, of their careers. I don't see Dwight changing at all. You know, I don't see, I don't see it happening. I mean, okay, I need to start wrapping this up. We, we got a lot of, I got a lot of questions and a lot of these questions revolve around Dwight Howard, which is why I'm going to kind of switch, switch over to him right now. Cause I'm talking a lot about Dwight, you know? Um, so let's, uh, let's get it. All right. So, so kind of along the lines of what I'm saying, like, like, uh, Todd says, Todd says, Hey, doesn't Dwight realize that if he earned defensive player of the year again and helped the Lakers win his first year here, he would seal an amazing legacy. Doesn't he realize that? And instead we get, where are my touches? Wah, wah, wah. See, Todd is saying, as a Laker fan, he's close to being done with him. Well, Todd, I don't blame you, bud. I don't blame you at all. Because that's that's the question right there. Doesn't he realize that, yeah, if if Dwight earned Defensive Player of the Year this year, with a bad, with a coming off of back surgery, and with a torn labrum, he would be the man. He would be the man while Kobe is still playing. He would be the man of the Lakers next year. It would be his his team if he would do that. And Kobe can ride off into the sunset in his twilight year, and and Dwight would be the man. He wouldn't have to wait for Kobe to retire. And yeah, we would win. But he's not going to do that. No. Because he, in Dwight's mind, he's thinking like a year from now, two years from now. He made the comment, is like he doesn't want to spend his offseason rehabbing. He wants to come back and have another great year. That's, that's exactly what he said. Another great year. What is it? What's another from what? This year? Is this year a great year for him? No, dude, it's not. Was last year a great year for you? Uh, no. What What are you talking about? Another great year? You mean from like five years ago? He has all. He, he's thinking like he has all the time in the world, which gives me the impression that he's just thinking I'm just gonna kick it here and wait until Kobe retires, and then then things will get real. Then, then I'll really step up, and then I'll take over, and then it'll be we'll get really good, dude. I got a you got a rude awakening coming up because when Kobe's gone, things are gonna get way worse than they are right now. Okay, you are not the future with your attitude that you have right now. You are not the future of this franchise. Okay, you do not have what it takes to lead, to be a leader of men, and lead a team to the championship. From what you have shown. Now, I understand he's injured. I understand that it it's hard and it takes a lot to play through. Yes, I get it. Is he still expected to do that? Yes. Because the time is now. The time is now to win a championship. I don't care if we're not even in the playoffs right now. You, you ask Meta World Peace any day, can the Lakers win a championship? Yes. No hesitation. Of course he believes that. Ask Kobe. Yes. Does Dwight believe that? Hell no. Of course he doesn't. And you think the other the other guys on the team don't know that? You bet your ass they know that. Every other player on that in the team knows that Dwight doesn't believe that they can win a championship this year. I don't think he's even interested in winning a championship this year. And that's why, that my friends, right there, is why we won't win a championship this year. I'm sorry to say it. Uh, from Romero, he said, Romero asks, uh, so about Howard again. So it seems like he's playing for the moment and his words tell us that he's not planning already on signing with the Lakers next year. Do you think we can get him to stay at all or just start planning on a future without Howard? Well, that's the, that's, okay. Let me get, and, and Joe also says kind of the same thing. Seeing that the Lakers have openly stated that we're not going to trade Dwight, what is your opinion on our chances to re-sign him? What are your thoughts about our postseason chances? All right, so here's here's the thing. Every, there's a lot of talk about will Dwight sign? Will he re-sign with us? Is he going to re-sign? Okay, and, and almost every other day there's like, oh, Dwight has said something where he's not committing to re-sign again. Didn't it drop all that crap? Okay, of course, there's no reason for him to say that he's going to re-sign with the Lakers right now. He he wants what's what's the positive of him not saying that? Well, he gets to go into free agency. He gets to see what kind of offers he gets from other teams and then realize that he's going to get way more money with the Lakers and then decide that he should stay with the Lakers. But he wants to be courted. 
He needs to be courted. He wants everybody to like him. He needs, with all the criticism that he's getting right now, he needs to get to the end of the season, become a free agent, have everybody go, oh, we want you, Dwight. We love you. We think you're great. And then he'll make the decision and he'll stay with the Lakers because that's, I think that's, I, I think he has no intention of not staying with the Lakers. He just wants to be taken out and had, and shown, taken out on a date. He's going to, Dwight's going to put out. He's fully planning on putting out. He's just not going to put out right now. He has no intention of putting out right now because it's too difficult. But he's going to wait. He's going to wait till you take him out on a couple dates, buy him a couple dinners, buy him some gifts, talk real nice to him, and then sure, he'll put out. That's what he's going to do. That's, that's his whole mentality. But Kobe needs him to put out right damn now, okay, right damn now because he's not going to be around after that third date. But I don't think Dwight could care less about that. So that's yeah, yeah, I think he's gonna resign with us. Do do I want him to resign with us? I don't even know. Like I said, I don't I don't believe and feel confident that he's the future of the franchise right now. I don't think he can lead the team to a championship once Kobe's gone. And I don't think he has the, the balls or the mentality to actually play his best with Kobe. You know, and that's a problem. You know, Anthony says, with the trade be, uh, deadline being ne- being coming up, are there any certain players that the Lakers are currently eyeing on? I don't think so. I don't think we are looking at anybody. I think we want to keep the team where it's at, and I think it might be a, a mistake. You know, a part of me says we need to get whatever we can for Dwight right now. Get somebody in here who will work now, because I've been saying this from the very beginning of this podcast. The time is right now, Laker fans. From right now until Kobe retires, everybody needs to be all in right now. I think when we got greedy within the offseason, we got Steve Nash, we got all these bench guys, made the team better, and then we got rid of Bynum, we got Howard in here, so we got the team to win right now, and we got the bonus of playing for the future. Great job. Great job, Mitch. Great job, Jim Buss. Awesome job. Obviously, it's not panning out, but the, it needs to be all in right now for championships. We have this year, we have next year. Those are our windows for winning a championship, because after that, you think... You think Oklahoma City is not going to just keep getting better? Miami is stupid scary right now. They are ridiculously good. Okay? If we, if Dwight has the attitude of we'll just wait a couple years till Kobe gets, you know, retires and then I'll really come back and I'll take over this team, we'll start winning championships, you're going to win zero. Zilch. Okay? Because if LeBron wins another one, his, his confidence is already so ridiculously high than what it was a year ago. He he he'll he'll run off four or five championships in a row, while while Dwight Howard is is taking his time, thinking he has all the time in the world. Yeah, he's gonna sit there and watch watch Dwight Howard, or and, and watch LeBron win four more championships. And you don't think Kevin Durant is gonna have a problem with that? You don't think he's gonna give everything that he can to get his team in there and win his too? No, it's gonna get harder, not easier. You got to do it right. Now, if it's going to happen this year, next year, period, that's it. That is it. So, and to go back to the end of, um, of Joe's question, what are our thoughts on my, on our postseason chances? Realistically, as things, as things sit right now, I I don't think, uh, I have no real expectations for our postseason championships. Well, I think we'll get into the playoffs. I do. I think we'll get into the playoffs. I think we'll get into the eighth, maybe even the seventh spot. You know, we'll get to play either the Clippers or San Antonio or even Oklahoma City in the first round and and get waxed. We don't we don't have what it takes to compete against those teams right now because we don't and and it and all centers on Dwight Howard. If Dwight came and decided I want to win a championship now this year right now, I don't care if I'm hurt, I don't care if it hurts, I don't care what I have to do, we're gonna win a championship. Guess what would happen, folks? Yeah, we win a championship. Yeah, we could totally do it. We get Powell back, Dwight with that attitude. But unfortunately, the reality is Dwight doesn't have that attitude. It's not even close to having that attitude right now. You know? And so it's not going to happen. Now, the only the only sliver of possibility. Here's the sliver of possibility that I have. Okay? Right now, we're entering into the All-Star break. Who's going to the All-Star game from the Lakers? Dwight and Kobe. Now, last year, Andrew went to the All-Star game for the first time. Him and Kobe, who did not communicate well and were kind of at odds, used that time and actually bonded a little bit. 
they bonded and got along on the same page a little bit more, came back, and they played better. Now, could that happen with Dwight and Kobe? It could. If they went on this trip and kind of really got together and, and bonded together and, and came to a mutual conclusion, we're going to work together and we're going to work as hard as we can, we could have something. We could really have something and it could turn this whole thing around and this whole thing would start working. But it all it's all on Dwight. He has to be able, he has to make that decision that he wants to do it now. Regardless, no matter what. No, Dwight wants to win championships as long as the ball goes through me. I want to win championships as long as I'm not playing through an injury. I want to win championships as long as the air conditioner is set at 72 degrees. I want to win championships as long as I can go home at 5 o'clock every day. You know, you, you can't do that. To achieve something great, you have to sacrifice something great. And right now, the sacrifice is feeling good with your body. You can't. You need to fight through it. Fight through it and work and be an example to your team. Be an example to the coaching staff. Be an example to everyone around you that you will do whatever it takes, every single thing in your power to lead this team to a championship. Can Dwight lead this team to a championship with Kobe on the team? You bet your ass he could. He could right now. Would Kobe mind that? Of course not. Kobe has fully realized that he will not win a championship without an engaged and committed Dwight Howard. Anytime Kobe says something to try to get him engaged, it blows up in his face because Dwight gets his panties in a bunch about being criticized by Kobe, which is why Kobe has said, I'm not going to say anything anymore. I'm not going to say anything to him. He just he just said that. He was quoted as, as saying, all I do, this is about, it asked about his communication with Dwight. He said, I just talked to him about strategy and what we're doing on the court, and that's where it'll stay. So whether or not he's been told by the coaching staff, don't criticize Dwight, or he's realized that he can't criticize Dwight at all, any inkling, like he does with, with Powell, either, either way, he's decided he's not going to do it. So it looks, to me, looking at those things, it looked like it's not going to happen, folks. Dwight's not going to change his, his attitude. He's not going to change his paradigm and do the paradigm shift that he needs to do to be able to push this team where it needs to go in the postseason. It's not going to happen. Unless he has a major come-to-Jesus moment, for lack of a better term, during the All-Star break, and him and Kobe come together and have a meeting of the minds and decide that that's what they're going to do, hell or high water, screw the world, let's go get them, you know, Kind of like in, in major league, we're suck, we suck, we're so bad, everybody's laughing at us. There's only one thing we can do, right? Yeah. Win the whole damn thing. And then that's exactly what you go out and do. Is it possible? Hell yes, it's possible. Is it possible to, to come out come into the playoffs in the eighth seed and win a championship? I don't know. Ask the Kings. There you go. Is it gonna happen? I say probably not. The way from if history teaches us anything, which it should, things that Dwight is saying, his his behavior, his attitude, his play, his inconsistent play, tells me no, it's not going to happen. And it, and unfortunately, it all rests on Dwight. Kobe can do everything that he possibly can, and he has, and will continue to do everything that he possibly can. But if Dwight is not on board, it won't happen. If if Powell didn't get hurt, it could have happened. They could have done it. I, th- I believe they could have done it with with a with an average Dwight Howard, but without Powell, we have to have Dwight. We have to have him with that mentality, and I just don't think he has it. Which is why, going back to the questions of should we trade D- Dwight Howard, why my my gut is telling me, yeah, we should. I think we should trade him, trade him before the deadline, and get somebody in here. Because screw, we, we can't, the only reason we're not trading him is because he's the future of the franchise. Is he, what, what we have to come to grips to, is he really the future of the franchise? Is he really? Is he really going to step up and, and lead us where we want to go in the future after Kobe's retired? That's the question. My gut tells me no. But that's, that's the question that everybody's on everybody's mind. And that's only time will tell. I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens after the All-Star break. But that's my take on it. All right. All right, guys, thanks for, thanks for listening. Um, hit me up on the Facebook page if you're on Facebook. 
Facebook slash uh, Ask Laker Lance. If you're on Twitter, Ask Laker Lance, come over there, um, get some input. I, I, I put a lot of other stuff out there that's not on the podcast uh, on the Facebook page and the Twitter page. So come by, say hi, give me your input, give me uh, suggestions. I try to get every, every question that people ask, I get on the podcast. So thanks, you guys. Thanks, uh, Romero, Anthony, Joe, Todd, for your input. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, here's, here's to hoping. You know, Kobe's not going to quit. MWP's not going to quit. Steve Nash is not going to quit. Let's just hope Dwight does what it takes to step forward because uh, otherwise it's going to get better or it's going to get worse. And if it gets worse again, it's going to get a lot worse. I hope it doesn't. I really do. I really do. But, damn, the Clippers are playing good, and they're from L.A. So go Lakers, but, damn, Clippers look good. So either way, hey, L.A. might win a championship this year. Sad to say it, but that's life, baby. That's the way it is. That's reality. All right. Go Lakers. Thanks a lot for listening. Catch you on the next time. Later.